Welcome to Season 3, Episode 3 of The Potter Discussion. I'm your host, Oscar, and here on The Potter Discussion, we discuss some of Harry Potter's deepest and darkest theories, tidbits, and little Easter eggs you might have missed, and you probably did. Today, there are three very exciting things happening. To start, I will be telling you a theory. This theory is about Voldemort's incomplete collection of horcruxes. He was missing one, but he was not. You will find out what I mean by that. The second exciting thing happening in the exciting day of today is I will be reading a review. One of your reviews, one of the people listening right now, it might be yours, might be not... But that's definitely works. And the third exciting thing, I will be announcing something pretty cool happening. Not too special, but it's something new, so might as well tell you. Yeah, so uh, I'm excited to get going, and we shall. Alright, Voldemort's Incomplete Collection. Lord Voldemort is a known collector of horcruxes. The bits of soul trapped in objects to be magically destroyed to kill the creator. Voldemort builds a full, seven-strong collection of horcruxes to get him through his life. But what if I told you that wasn't how good old Voldy wanted things to go? What if Harry, in addition to being an accidental creation of a horcrux, but he's also in the place of something else Voldemort had in store? I think Voldemort was planning to make himself invincible the night he tried to kill Harry. I think Voldemort had a different object with him that night. The Sword of Gryffindor. That was the seventh Horcrux Voldemort was planning to make with Harry's death. This theory comes with a large collection of numbers and timelines, so try not to get to uh, try not to fall asleep. <laughs> I'm joking. It's still exciting. All right, let's go to the beginning. In the year 1979, Dumbledore was giving Sybil Trelawney her job interview. That's when she spake the- yeah. Yes, I said spake. Just deal with it. Okay. That is when she gave the great prophecy. Snape overhears and runs to Voldy, saying, Boy, threat to kill. So Voldemort thinks, Well, I must dispose of the whole family to erase the threat from this earth as permanently as possible. Snape then sprints to Dumbledore and says, Voldemort, Lily, save! So then Snape becomes binded to Dumbledore, and the plot continues. Quick public service announcement. This is me, future Oscar, editing this wonderful episode. I just want to let you know that in this next section, I do say the word Voldy a lot. And if you haven't figured it out, I am referring to Voldemort. It was just very much easier to say than Voldemort, Voldemort, Voldemort. So I'm just getting tongue-tied talking about it right now. So yeah, that's why. I, that's what I mean. Does Voldy kill Lily and James that night? To the reader, it seems like this whole thing happened, and Voldy killed the Potters soon after. Snape overhears Dumbledore, goes to Voldemort, then Snape tells Voldemort, then when uh, Voldemort decides to kill the entire family, then Snape is like, what? No, you can't do that. So he goes to Voldemort saying, oh my god, not to Voldemort, to Dumbledore. I made the same mistake last time. Uh, sorry, to then, so then Snape goes to Voldemort and like, you have to save him. Then they make the deal, the whole thing continues, Voldemort is defeated. So yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of what happened. But to 
the reader, it seems like this whole thing just happened and Voldemort killed the Potters soon after. But after some thought, I realized this was not the case. That happened in 1979. The Potters were killed on October 31st of 1982. Three years later! Why did Voldy wait so long? Well, I think he was looking for the Sword of Gryffindor. He had the Potters right where he wanted, for a start. In the back of his mind, he always knew Harry was a huge threat. Voldy knew he was going to have to do something sooner or later. And with a traitor as their secret keeper, it was just a matter of time before he decided to make a move. But he waited. I think that was because he was looking for the sword of Gryffindor. These things don't just fall out of the sky, people. You can't just pull them out of thin air. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. That I'm sure he didn't, but still. So, uh, yeah. So I must, he must have been looking for the sword of Gryffindor in the space of time when he could have killed the Potters, but he did not. All right. Now for the finale piece of evidence. So, uh, Voldy had Horcruxes in relation to most of the houses of Hogwarts. The Diadem of Ravenclaw, the Cup of Hufflepuff, and, of course, the Locket of Slytherin. However, we never really saw what could belong to Gryffindor. To the reader, it might seem like Harry is the Gryffindor object, and Voldy would use a complete collection using Harry, the cup, the locket, and the diadem. But say he did find an object for the place of Gryffindor. Maybe the sword? What the what? Boom! This theory really does make sense with the matching timelines and things that happen to fill them. This really could make sense. Boom! So, uh, yeah. There it is. And there is a uh, another little, little piece of information. Well, not quite so little that I did kind of forget to leave out. So I'll tell you that right now. So the way Voldemort found the sword is... So, I actually thought this is really cool. So, the sword only presents itself to worthy Gryffindors. And, obviously, Voldemort is not a worthy Gryffindor. So, what other Gryffindor could he have? Like, what other Gryffindor might he have access to? Well, you might think, Peter Pettigrew, Wormtail. But he is not, by any means, a worthy Gryffindor. So, how could this be? Well, I do think he managed to find a worthy Gryffindor... Have them draw the sword, and then he take it. This really does have a match in, like, actual happenings. So, the very night that the Potters were killed, October 31st of 1982, was the final battle of the Order of the Phoenix and the Death Eaters. That's when a ton of people were, uh, were, were died, were killed, and among them... These two brothers, Fabian and Gideon, I don't know their last name, but, um, so yeah, Fabian and Gideon, they were very worthy, and Gryffindors, they were very good wizards too, because it took more than five Death Eaters to eventually take them down in the end. Wouldn't that be a situation 
where they would draw the sword and try to use it. Because, I mean, worthy Gryffindors fighting gallantly against so many opponents, it's kind of perfect. And because, unfortunately, they were killed afterwards, it uh, does make sense. The Death Eaters could have got the sword and then brought it to Voldemort, and then boom! And it happened the same day, the very same day that Voldemort killed the Potters and got the sword. He got the sword immediately afterwards. He ran to the Potters. He skipped along, singing happily. Unfortunately, he met his doom very, very shortly afterwards. That's a really cool fact. I uh, didn't know that before. But anyways, uh, yeah, I... Well, actually, before I do anything before this, I would like to read the review as I promised I would. This review comes to us courtesy of, uh, this is just their name, their di- digital name, not their actual name, CFRI315, left on October 8th of 2020. Caption is, excellent podcast. Here's what it says. These episodes are a perfect balance of energy, length, and knowledge of the subject. Highly recommend to any Harry Potter fan out there. Why, thank you, Seafry315. You definitely know who you are. And I am glad they're a perfect balance of everything. I hope I have knowledge, because if I don't, that would be a problem. But yeah, thanks a lot. If you want your review read on the air, how you leave one? Preferably five stars. But if not, tell me what I am doing wrong. And if it is, tell me what I am doing right. I appreciate it. It don't take a second of your time. You can even just tap the stars. You don't even have to write one. So yeah. Alright. Now we can get into what I think. So, this theory is awesome. And I super duper duper love it because it... I don't know what the right word is, but it is such a small thing, but it's not. Because Voldemort still ended up with the same amount of Horcruxes, and he still had something relating to Gryffindor... But it's not what he was planning to have. Because if he had the sword with him... Oh my gosh, my brain just exploded. If he had the sword with him and he was killed, what happened to the sword? Well, maybe it just disappeared again. Because that's exactly what it does. We saw in the seventh book, I believe. Yeah, it was seventh book. With Griphook and Harry, Ron, and Hermione are in the vault at Gringotts. They are trying to get the cup. And when Grip Hook falls and the sword is just in his hand, we can see it. It's slowly magicaling, magic, yes, magicaling. Please, everyone, make that a word. Put that in the dictionary. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's magicaling away. It's turning into dust, golden sparkles, and it's floating away. So I think that's a really cool, like a little, uh, little touch, along with my other cool little touch. <laughs> so many cool little touches, but um, yeah. I do think that this theory could be true because, e- so say this theory really did happen and the sword of Gryffindor would be in place of Harry. I think this would be totally different because would the sword even be able to present itself to a worthy Gryffindor? Harry might have, Harry might have been killed by the Basilisk. Neville might not have even gotten the Gini. And, I mean, I think the Gini would... Could two Horcruxes kill each other? That would be a topic of discussion. But yeah, so I think the whole sh- um, story would have been shifted and that's not even counting what would it do to Harry because he would have a normal uh, life. Well, besides the fact his parents were dead, but he would still be 
like he would be any normal kid with not a piece of the evil wizard soul inside of him just bubbling ready to explode so that's definitely kind of a something to think about i always love putting the lens on of how the theory could work and how exactly it changes the story and yeah uh those are my thoughts and that's the theory hope you enjoyed and there is one more cool thing of course and it's about Instagram. If you happen to have the Insta of Graham, you will know that I am on Instagram, as I've said. And I'm decided to pick it back up once again. You can go to in my Instagram. My handle is at the Potter Discussion to have some more weekly things, updates, and quizzes, and just have some good interaction. You know, it's pretty fun. Not a big deal, but if you want it to be, you can always go over there and check it out. I wouldn't stop you, don't worry. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. That is the theory. If you and if you like what you hear, please consider to stick around for future episodes and consider subscribing so you never miss them. Like I already have, if you want your review read, you can leave one. Not five stars. I would that would not be my favorite, but please make it five stars if you would like to. And, of course, Instagram, as I said, you can go follow me for weekly stuff, quizzes, anything you want. For any questions, comments, or theories you want to hear on the podcast, you can send me an email. My email is thepotterdiscussion at gmail.com. That is thepotterdiscussion at gmail.com. Well, that's the theory. Stay safe and wear your mask. Bye-bye. Thank you.